Trinity. 
begin to give God praise. Can you give him praise this evening? Can you give him praise? Can you glorify him? Even as we prepare our hearts to listen to the word of God, can you whisper something to him? Mighty God. Zebado Shadabahayas. He deserves all the glory, all the honor, mighty God. Lord, we lift our hands to worship. Go ahead. My God, can you go ahead? Madabazo Dabayas, Zedadadiadabahas, Mighty God, God. Madosha Brada Bagadagata. Give him praise. Mighty God. Go ahead. Prepare your hearts. My God. My God. For the sure word of God. In the name of Jesus. Beloved, I want you to lift your voice and begin to pray. 
that the Lord will grant us insight into His Word, that as His Word is coming, He will help us, He will help our understanding, He will help our spirit. Can you lift your voice? Begin to pray. Go ahead. My God. It's important that he helps us. Without his help, we are doomed. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, oh yes, aha, bado celebre gadaziates, Mighty God, Gabadayas. Lift your voice and say, Are you a God? Eleveni, you are the Lord. He is glorious. He is worthy to be praised. Ask for his assistance. Mighty God. In the name of Jesus. Beloved, I want to welcome you especially to this Thursday teaching. It's going to be an awesome time where we'll dive into the word of God. I believe you are ready to hear the word of the Lord because we are just going to observe a classroom atmosphere. We are going to go into the word of God, study the word of God, understand the word of God. And I believe that the Lord will help us greatly. Yeah, man. It's going to be a short teaching, but I believe if you follow me, if you follow what I'll be teaching, it would be a blessing in the name of Jesus. I want you to go ahead and share the link with your friends. Invite them. Mighty God. Yes. Invite as many people as you can. Tell them to come and hear the case of the ignorant kings. My God. It's going to be awesome. So make sure you are tuned in, invite your friends, your family, all those online, we love you, we don't take you for granted at all, God bless you. Tonight, I am teaching on the subject called Kingdom, Kingdom. Tonight, I am basically going to dwell on Kingdom. You know, a lot of times, we heard Jesus say things like, thy kingdom come. We heard him say things like, the kingdom of heaven is here. 
We heard him say things like, the kingdom is near. We heard him say all manner of things about kingdom. Tonight, we will try to explain exactly what he meant when he said kingdom. Yes, and I believe that is going to be an awesome time in his presence. If you have your pen, I want you to get ready because we are going to write a few things. The first thing is that the entire Bible, hear me, I've started the teaching. The entire Bible is just one message. Listen carefully. The entire Bible is just one message. It is the message of a king, of his kingdom, and of his royal offspring. It is the message of the king, of a kingdom, and of the king's royal offspring. So the ultimate fulfillment a man finds is when he finds the kingdom. Mighty God. And all kingdoms, no matter which kingdom we are talking about, they all possess certain characteristics that tonight I want us to look at. You see, when I talk about the case of the ignorant kings, the the crisis is that a lot of us are in the kingdom. A lot of us are birth. We have the new birth or we are born again. So where are you born again into? You are born again into the kingdom of God. And, and because we are in this kingdom, but we lack the knowledge that accompanies the kingdom, we have become perpetual subjects of, of abuse, perpetual subjects of bondage, perpetual subject of, of, of destruction. My God. That's why he said in Hosea 4, 6, my own people are destroyed because they lack knowledge and he said because you have rejected knowledge i also will reject you so god places knowledge on a high pedestal and tonight that is one of the things we are going to go for we are going to go into the depths of this knowledge mighty god so the first thing i want you to understand is that the kingdom has a principle of kings the kingdom has a principle of kings So the king is the central component of a kingdom and embodies the essence of the kingdom. So a kingdom that has no king is no kingdom at all because the king is the embodiment of the essence of the kingdom. So the king is also the ultimate source of all authority in the kingdom. Am I communicating at all? So the king is the source of all authority. In the kingdom. The sovereignty of the king is also inherent in his royal authority. This one you must understand. That his sovereignty is found in his royal authority. So he does as he pleases because there is a royal authority that is upon him. Mighty God. Am I communicating? Yes. So that is what a kingdom is. So the entire kingdom is based on a king. So the king is the one who gives the authority or the backing to what a kingdom is. Because basically a kingdom is a king and his domain. Kingdom. So it's a king and his domain. 
mighty God. And there are some basic characteristics of a king you must know. The first thing is that a king is never voted into power. That is why we don't run a democracy in this kingdom. Because you cannot vote God out of power. My God. It is not a democracy where we vote God in and out of power. No. He is sovereign. All authority belongs to him. It is in his kingdom that we find ourselves. So we cannot vote out God. So that's the first first characteristic of a king is that he is not voted into power. The second thing about a king is a king's authority is by birthright. Listen. He said, as many as believed, to them give he power to become the sons of God. And he said, he has made us kings. My God, it is by birthright. So when you receive that new birth experience, when you became born again, and then you were born into this kingdom, one of the things you received was the anointing for kingship. That's why he said he has made us priests and kings. There was the anointing for kingship that came upon your life. The fourth thing I want you to know is that a king's word is law in his territory. A king's word is is law. You see, when a king speaks, it becomes law. That is why the Bible says, wherever the word of the king is, there is power. Yes. So, whatever the king speaks, it becomes law. The the fifth thing is that a king personally owns everything in his domain. The king owns everything in his domain. Yes. The next thing is the decree of a king is unchanging. So a king will not say this today and tomorrow he's saying another. No. The decree of a king is unchanging. Mighty God. I'm showing you characteristics of who our king is. The king embodies the government of his kingdom. That's why the Bible said the, the, the kingdom, the government of the kingdom shall be upon his shoulders. The government will be upon his shoulders. He was talking about Jesus. So he says he embodies the government of his kingdom. Hallelujah. Listen, so as I was teaching, I said it is the principle of kings. This kingdom is such a way that it produces kings. My God. That is why you will remember that when Jesus was captured by the Sahindrin and was kept in that court and they began to question him, he never spoke. You know why? He was a kingdom man. He was a kingdom man. So you cannot keep him in a religious court for him to answer you. But look at it. When he went to Pilate and the Pilate began to say, you are a kingdom. John 18, 37. He said, you are a kingdom. Jesus answered, you are right in saying I am a king. Listen to Jesus. He said, you are right in saying I am a king. I am a kingdom man. I understand kingdom. That is why when he encountered the centurion, he said, I have not found such great faith in all of Israel. 
You know why? Because Jesus was a kingdom man. He understood kingdom. And he knew that the king derives his authority from his own birthright. And his sovereignty lies in, in his own royal authority. My God. That's why Jesus will not talk to Caiaphas and, and those in the Sanhedrin. But he will talk to Pilate. You know why? Pilate was a kingdom man. Jesus was a kingdom man. So kingdom to kingdom. So if one king recognizes another, then there will be a response. Mighty God. Hallelujah. Number two. So the first principle is that it is based on the principle of kings. The second thing is that the kingdom lordship principle. So the kingdom is based on lordship. All true kings must have number one, property. Number two, they must have dominion over which they exercise rulership. All kings. So you cannot be a king who does not have a domain. You cannot, have, you cannot be a king who does not have a territory which he exercises dominion over. It is not possible. Am I communicating at all? Yes. Mighty God. So another word for owner is Lord. That is why we refer to him as Lord. Another word for owner is Lord. That is why we refer to him as Lord. My God. And all true lords, are all true kings are automatically lords. You see, you cannot be a king without being a lord. That's why Jesus is referred to as the king of kings and the lord of lords. Mighty God. So you must understand these kingdom principles. This is how you will win. So when the Bible tries to explain, you see, I told you all through the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, it is just about a king, his kingdom, and his royal people. That's why in Psalm 24, verse 1 to 3, it says, the earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell in, all of it belongs to the Lord. So that is his territory. That is his domain. That is why he is a king. Because the earth is the Lord's. Yes. Am I, am I communicating at all? So we are talking about kingdom. And you must understand that in this kingdom, there is also lordship. You cannot be a king without being a lord. And all kings own territories or have dominion or have territories upon which they exert their dominion. You must understand this principle. Mighty God. The third thing is that a kingdom has something like a constitution. There is a constitution principle. My God. So the constitution of the kingdom is the documented will, intent, I hope you are writing. The constitution of the kingdom is the documented will, intent, desires, and purposes of the king for his citizens and kingdom. Listen, so when we talk about something like righteousness, righteousness is not 
I mean, going hungry and squeezing your face. That is not righteousness. Righteousness simply means being in right standing with the government. That is righteousness. So, for instance, if you are driving and you see a red light, you see the traffic light turn red, and you go past it, you cross or you jump the red light, what has happened is that you are no longer in good standing with the government. That's why a police officer will come after you. Because you have broken the dictates, the intent, the desires of a body, my God, that is supposed to be in rulership. Yes, so that is what a kingdom is. So in, in, in kingdom, what we are saying is that the kingdom has a constitution and it becomes the documented will, the intent, the desires, the purposes of the king for number one, his citizens and his kingdom. That is why we are called citizens of heaven. My God. So religion has actually come to turn the whole thing upside down, segregating us into churches and saying you are a member of this church, you are a member of that church. But the purpose of the king for us, his citizens, was that we will become one body, the body of Christ. You hear me? So the king has his documented will, his intent, his desires, his purposes for his kingdom and his citizens being called his constitution. That is why in, in Matthew 4:4, Jesus answered the devil and said, it is written. That is the documented will of the king. What is it written? It is written that man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of our king. So, so that's the whole thing. So his, his, his documented will is what is written. And what is written? He says he gives life to the man who does not only live by bread. Bread gives life. But there is something superior. The word of God. Mighty God. Number four, the fourth thing, I'm running, I'm running through quickly so that we can have time to digest some of the things, mighty God. The fifth thing is the kingdom law principle. There is law in the kingdom. Apart from his documented will, there is also the law of the kingdom. That becomes the proclaimed word, decrees, and the verdicts of the king. That becomes law. It becomes the proclaimed word, the decrees, and the verdict of the king. And these laws determine the standards and precepts by which the kingdom is to be governed. So these are the laws that will determine the standard by which the kingdom should be governed. My God, that's why in Deuteronomy 6.25, he said, if we'll be careful to obey the law, before the Lord our God, and as He has commanded us, that will be our righteousness. Am I communicating? So that righteousness there means to be in right standing with the law, with Him. Yes. The law of the Lord is perfect, 
tonight I believe we are learning something. My God. The next thing is that the kingdom has keys. This is very important. Every kingdom has keys. You see, when we talk about kingdom keys, we are not necessarily talking about um, keys that you use to open your car and your, your door and that kind of thing. That's not, that's not necessarily what we are talking about. Every kingdom has keys. What are the keys? The keys are the principles, the precepts, the systems by which the kingdom functions. That is why you must understand that you know prayer becomes a key. Prayer is a key, my God. Because it is a key that opens certain dimensions. Giving is a key. What does it do? It opens you up to be given to. My God. So the keys of the kingdom, they become the principles, the precepts, the systems by which the kingdom functions. And you see, the other thing about the keys of this kingdom is that the keys must be learned. You must learn the keys. And it must be applied by the citizens in order to appropriate the benefits and privileges of the kingdom. Hear me? In in kingdom, citizens have rights. Look at this. Citizens have rights. We don't beg. My God. For instance, you, you have a government in place. Let me use democracy. To explain something, you have a government in, in place. The citizenry have rights. What are the rights? They will tell you something like fundamental human rights. So I have the right to live, right? I have the, the right to live. So the government cannot just decide to kill me. I, I have a right. It is an inherent right. I have the right to live. In the same way, in the kingdom, there are rights. That the day you become born again, for instance, you become a partaker of that banquet table of the Lord. You become a partaker of the salvation Jesus offered. You become a partaker of the Holy Spirit. Hear me, these are rights in the kingdom. So if we find you pleading and begging for you, for your rights to be executed, then there is a challenge. My God, you must come to this concrete understanding. But the the keys of the kingdom must be learned. That's why constantly I urge you to stay in the word of God. Because there are two things I have discovered. There is the person of Jesus. And then there is the principles of Jesus. Or the dictate, the precepts of Jesus. You see, what the world is saying is that they would embrace the principles of Jesus. And neglect the person of Jesus. What Christians are saying today is that we will embrace the person of Jesus and neglect his principles. If you embrace only the person of Jesus, you will come into salvation. Yes. So we have a lot of Christians who are into salvation and are suffering dangerously. There is no impact around their lives. Why? They have refused to embrace the principles of the Christus. Yes. So the world has also embraced the principles of Jesus. They are doing everything. They are diligent. They are hardworking. They, they, they give, you know, they have, they have acquired the principles of the Christ and neglected the person. The difference is this. They will continue to look like they are prospering. 
you are coming into spiritual prosperity my god whilst they are walking in the physical prosperity yes these are kingdom realities and you see god will not falter you for it he said hosea 4 6 lack of knowledge my own people they perish and he said because you have rejected knowledge i will reject you mighty god the next thing about kingdom i've I've spoken about keys the next thing about kingdom is citizenship citizenship in a kingdom is not a right but privilege look at it i told you that citizens have rights but to become a citizen to have those rights is not a right but it's a privilege follow me carefully citizens have rights yes but to become a citizen of this kingdom it is not a right it is a privilege and it is at the pleasure of the king himself citizens are chosen by the king and they become the beneficiaries of the king's pleasure and promises that is why he said i have chosen you you have not chosen me my god listen carefully so the king chooses his citizens then he gives them rights so you cannot place any demand on god when you are not a citizen listen carefully you when you are outside the fold you don't have the right it's only a privilege for you to become a citizen but once you become a citizen then you enjoy the rights so that you can become a partaker a beneficiary of the promises of the king yes so we cannot choose him he chooses us my god i want you to turn to philippians 3 philippians chapter 3 verse 20 look at it god punished the devil (laughs) mighty god philippians chapter 3 verse 20 the bible says for our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there the lord jesus christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body i'm reading from the message bible yes so it is it is at the pleasure of the king for him to choose his own citizens my god the next thing you have to know about kingdom is that there are royal privileges that come with kingdom there are royal privileges that come with kingdom and they are the benefits the king affords his citizens listen when you understand these principles you will you will you will not struggle my god when you understand these principles of who you are what you are in the kingdom of god you no longer struggle yes listen carefully it says there are royal privileges in the kingdom of god and the royal privileges they become the benefits the king affords his citizens they serve as a security 
for being in good standing with the king. That is why not everything in this kingdom is a gift. Listen carefully. Not everything in this kingdom is a gift. There are royal privileges. We call them rewards. They are royal privileges. The king affords his citizens who are in good standing. My God. Yes. Maybe at the end of the year, let me, let me use the, the physical well. Let me show you something. At the end of the year, they say that if you have more than three children and you file your tax returns uh, consistently and everything, they are going to give you some tax waivers. That becomes a royal privilege for being in good standing. If you don't file your tax returns, forget it. You are not part of that system. My God. So those who are in right standing with the king enjoy royal privileges. That's why he says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. Which other things? The royal privileges will be added unto you. Yes. Philippians 4.19 And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches. My God, hear me. There is no shortcut to this kingdom thing. Listen carefully. There is no shortcut to this kingdom thing. This kingdom thing is all about aligning with the king. Standing aright with the king. Because it is about a king, his kingdom, and his royal people. My God. The next thing you have to know about this kingdom is that a kingdom operates by a code of ethics. A kingdom operates by a code of ethics. So this is the standard of conduct established by the king for the behavior and social relationships of his citizens. That is why the, the, the queen, the queen of England, they drink tea. Am I communicating? They are, they, they are colonies. The places they colonize, for instance, somewhere in the Bahamas, they also drink tea, just like the queen. My God. So they live by a code of ethics that was established by the king. It's the same way in this kingdom. Ah, It's the same way in this kingdom. In this kingdom, we live by a code of ethics established by the king. And one of those greatest code of ethics I have discovered is to be set apart. Yes. That is one of the greatest code of ethics I have discovered in this kingdom is to be set apart. Separation. My God. Yes. So, in this kingdom, we operate by certain standards, not set by us, but set by our king. So there is no other strategy to go around the code of ethics the king has put in place except to walk in it, except to fall in line. When you understand these things, you will just shift from being a babe, you will go into a young man. You will grow into a young woman. My God. Yes. Then there is also the commonwealth principle of the kingdom. This one is very important. There is the commonwealth principle of the kingdom. 
we share a common wealth. Oh my God. We share a common wealth. In this kingdom, the riches of the Christus, of the Christ, is our riches. Our resources, we have equal access to the resources of heaven. My God. You must understand this. The commonwealth principle of the kingdom. That is why he said, there is now no Jew, no Greek. We are all one. My God. He calls it the one new man. There is no white. There is no black. One God overall. What he did for the white, he will do for the black. What he did for the green, he will do for the blue. Commonwealth principle. We share the equal access to the resources of heaven. But the question is, can you appropriate those resources of heaven? Mighty God. Ah, yes. That is why the differences. That is why it looks as if some people have entered more resource than others. The only question, the only separating factor is, can you appropriate the resources of heaven? Aside that, there is the common wealth principle of the kingdom. We share a common wealth. Mighty God. Look at Psalm 84 verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. Listen to this. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk blameless. Mighty God. I told you, when you are in line with the king, he will not withhold any good thing from you. Why? There is a common wealth principle of the kingdom. Now there is a kingdom culture. Number 10. There is a kingdom culture. There is a culture of this kingdom. Let me dwell here a bit. You see, every kingdom has its own culture. For instance, if you go to the Asante kingdom, one of their cultures is to put on kente cloth. Am I communicating? When you come into this kingdom of God, there are cultures. It becomes the lifestyle of the people of this kingdom. That is why forgiveness, if you are born again, forgiveness should not be a problem to you. You know why? It is a culture by which we live. We don't struggle to forgive. Why? It is our lifestyle. Giving should not become a problem. You know why? It is a kingdom culture. In this kingdom, we give and we give freely. My God. Listen carefully. There are principles and there are cultures. This is not a principle. This is a culture of the kingdom. Please, in this kingdom, mighty God, there are cultures that we live by. It becomes our lifestyle. And I told you. See, for the women, for instance, let me, let me go there. For instance, a culture of this kingdom is modesty. My God, it's our culture. There is nothing revealing. We don't wear dress to show everything to the world. We don't wear dress and and by the time we bend a little, the whole world is seeing our everything. That is not kingdom. In this kingdom, there is modesty. 
The women know how to dress modestly. My God. That is kingdom. It's a culture of our kingdom. We don't struggle to live by it. Yes. So we don't buy three yards of cloth. Take it to the seamstress and tell her to use half piece. Or how do you call it? Half yard. Half. We buy three yards. We tell the seamstress, cut away everything and use half yard for me. By the time the seamstress will finish, everything is out there. My God. That is not kingdom. In this kingdom, we dress modestly. That is kingdom. Yes. So there are cultures in this kingdom. And one of our cultures is modesty. Another culture is giving. Yes. Another culture is holiness. We, that is how we live. And it's what we live by. Mighty God. Listen. <laughs> if you understand these principles, you will live a triumphant Christian life. Now, there is another thing called the kingdom economy. Let me show you. The kingdom economy. My God. If you don't understand this, you will be broke for a long time. It doesn't matter your title. If you don't understand how kingdom economy operates, you will be broke for a long time. Yes. So, a kingdom operates on a system that secures and sustains the strength and viability of that kingdom. And the strength and, and the sustenance of the viability of this kingdom is what is called kingdom economy. So it is a system that involves the kingdom government. Listen carefully. The kingdom government providing opportunity for the citizens to participate in the benefits of its programs. Hear me? So God has a way in this kingdom of providing opportunities. Let me explain. So, for instance, all you know is to withhold, is to keep your money, is to hold on to your money. Yes, that's all you know. But you see, the Bible said, there is one that withholds more than is meat and it tends to poverty. In this kingdom economy, huh, what you have to do is go to God and tell God, Lord, I have a need, but this is what I have. What do I do? Then he begins to teach your hands what to do. Then he begins to show you the way. My God, some of you, after, after this session, you will begin to pay tight. You know why? Because all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will begin to teach you a new thing. He will begin to teach you that it is in that titan that you will find the seed for glory. My God, listen, there is no, no shortcuts to this thing. It is not gimmicks. It is not play. These are serious kingdom business. So there's something called the kingdom economy. When you come into the kingdom economy, all of a sudden, there are opportunities that you couldn't see before. Then you begin to see them right before your eye. You know what is happening? He will pour you out a blessing. My God. My God. Listen. It's happening. Many people are receiving, my God, a new strength. Look at Luke 6.38. God punished the devil. Give and it shall be given to you. A good measure. Press down. Shaking together and running over will be poured into your lap. 
For with the measure you use, it shall be measured to you. Hear me carefully. Listen carefully. <laughs> My God. If I have 10 and I give out 5, I am losing. There is no way I am gaining from that, that transaction. But he says, give and you will receive. Yes. And he says, whatever measure you will measure with, the same will be given to you. That is kingdom economy. You must understand how these things work in the kingdom. My God. Let me, let me tackle the last thing. Then I will shift, my God, into something else. Our time is almost up. The next thing you must know is that this kingdom, there is a taxation system. <laughs> let me go there. There is a taxation system. Yes. Yes. There is a taxation system in this kingdom. If you understand this, you will walk in plenty. But this taxation system is different from the taxation system of the world. You know why? In the world, when you pay your taxes, corrupt officials use a small amount to develop whatever it is for you. And then they blow the rest on all manner of nonsense. But you see, in the kingdom, this is what happens. When you pay your taxes, mighty God, I'm going to show you from the Bible. When you pay your taxes, what happens is that there are no corrupt officials. My God. Listen, I'm not talking about you giving your money to your pastor. That is not what I'm saying. You see, because the money you give to your pastor, the Bible says, here, men who die receive tithes. But there, uh-huh. you, see, you see what Jesus was saying? There, Jesus himself, our high priest, received those offerings. Yes. So in the kingdom taxation system, you must understand that it allows citizens to share in the kingdom's commonwealth and retain a set portion of everything in a kingdom which already belongs to the king back to the king. Listen carefully. The kingdom taxation system allows the citizens to enjoy, to be partakers in the commonwealth of the kingdom and return a set portion back onto the king who owns everything. Very basic principle, but very difficult to follow. <laughs> very basic principle, difficult to follow. The king allows us access into his good, into his good stuff, into his good house, into his, his good everything. Then he says, whatever it is, return a set portion back to me as a form of accountability and as a form of stewardship and return it back to me so that I can keep it in that pool I call the commonwealth of this kingdom for the benefit of all citizens. And we say, no, we won't pay. That is why we will struggle for a long time. The kingdom has taxation system. Look at it. Look at Matthew chapter 22. I'm going to show you from the Bible. Matthew chapter 22. God punished the devil. Matthew chapter 22. Look at verse 17. Tell us therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute, that is tax, 
unto Caesar or not. But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. Jump to verse 21. After they showed him the tribute money, he showed them whose head was on it and everything. Look at verse 21. They said unto him, Caesar, then say them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. Listen carefully. If you understand, I'm going to go there. If you understand that all your source is from God, you will render to God what belongs to God. This is kingdom. It's a kingdom principle. If you understand that all your source is from God, your money is from God, your your children from God, everything you own from God. That's why Paul said, what is it that you have that you did not receive? Why then are you puffed up? So if you understand that everything, your source is God, then you will render unto God that which is God's. So if your money belongs to God, you will render to him what belongs to him. Mighty God. This is not a way to try and scheme you and lie to you and take your money. Far from it. Let it be very far from me that I will come here and lie to you in the, in the, in the attempt or in the, with the aim of stealing your money. No, I want you to be blessed. You have to understand the kingdom. This is how we operate. This is what we operate by. We operate by these cardinals. And, and we become champions. My God. You hear me? Your salary may not be up to it, but you become a champion. You know why? God has a way of multiplying people. My God. Did you not read your Bible? That five loaves and two fish in his hand could feed a multitude. Did you not read your Bible? So that small salary in your hand. Listen. Whether you give to God or you don't give to God, it will finish. My God. <laughs> whether you decide that you are going to pay the tax on that to kingdom, whether you do it or you don't do it, it will finish. But the, but the way of wisdom is that, Lord, you are my source. You gave me everything I have. Therefore, my God, I will give you. Listen, it's not only your money that God is after. Some of you, it is your time. My God. You don't have time for God at all. You wake up in the morning, you are gone. You come back late at night, you are sleeping. No time for anything, God. But God is saying, I need your time. I want your time. My God. This is it. This is the structure of the kingdom. Yes. Some of you, is your business. All God is saying is involve me in this business. My God, create a space for me in this business. Yes, I'm telling you, if you involve God, if you involve the Holy Spirit in your business, he will save you a ton of bad mistakes. He will save you a ton of bad decisions. He will save you a million bad investments. I'm telling you, take it from me. My God, all God is saying is, can I be part of your business? Because in this kingdom, the king owns everything, including you and your business. But you see, the way of the world, 
the carnal thinking of the world is that one pastor wants to chop my money one pastor wants to steal my money so i will withhold everything i will not mind the church i will not mind the pastor but in this kingdom that's not how it operates my god you do yourself a great disservice if you begin to operate like that oh mighty god yeah i mean there is so much to speak about the kingdom yes there is so much you see when god was asking they said you you have robbed me he said ah but where have we robbed you he said in titan in offerings you have robbed me if you claim i am your father where then is my honor listen to me carefully nobody my god nobody in this kingdom is trying to scam you because god is not a scammer god is not a scam he will not scam you there is no scam in this kingdom god is not trying to scam you i am not talking about somebody who called himself a pastor somewhere who scammed you that is not what i'm saying my god some of you i know you have experiences like that men who claim they were pastors and everything and they scammed you i know i know you have those experiences but that is not my communication this night my communication is that the god we serve is not a scam and his kingdom is sure my god and this kingdom operates on cardinals when you walk in these cardinals my god it will be as if the devil does not exist my can you can you lift your voice and say thank you lord our time is almost up. Can you thank God now? Can you thank God? Next week, I'll continue. The case of the ignorant kings. Yes, my God. I'll continue. Because if you are a king, listen carefully. Jesus said, we are kings. So if you are a king and you don't understand how the kingdom operates, then you are an ignorant king. Yes. So all I'm doing is I am dealing with that kind of ignorance. My God, next week, Thursday, I'll continue. Yes, the case of the ignorant kings, part two, is going to be awesome. Can you thank God for such a time in his presence? My God. Can you lift your voice and begin to thank God? Yes. Go ahead. Lift your voice. Thank him now. My God. Can you thank him? Father, we give you praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for bringing light to diffuse our ignorance. Thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name for your mighty help. In Jesus' name, amen. Hear me? All those online, we love you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Next week, Thursday, we'll be back with the Thursday teaching. Yeah. I I call it the teaching teaching Thursday. It's going to be awesome next week. So don't miss out. Don't miss out. God bless you. You can follow us on podcast, on Spotify, on Anchor, on Telegram, Asami J Ministries. You can reach me on plus 233-2090-26800. Let me take the number again. Plus 
0-800-800-0080. Send me a message. Give me a call. I know the Lord will bless you. So see you. See you next week. Yes. As for Morning Glory, we'll be on. We'll be on for Morning Glory. You know, every 5 a.m. we are on for Morning Glory. That is a 500 GMT. We are on for Morning Glory. But for the teaching Thursday, it will be um, 1800 GMT next week Thursday. We'll be on to teach again. God bless you. I'll bring you the part two of this session. God bless you. God keep you. God make you mighty. In the name of Jesus. Tonight, I pray for you and I pray with you that the Lord will lift up the light of his countenance upon you. The Lord will be good to you and the Lord will be gracious unto you. And above all, may he grant you great peace. You are blessed. You are favored. Go in his power. Go in his might. In the name of Jesus. See you tomorrow. From me and the team, I say, Shalom. Peace. Bye-bye. Everybody say, I'll
sacrifice all of the days of my life I'll be here worshiping all of the days of my life I'll be As the musician began to play this line, ask the Lord for something. Ask him for something. No one comes here and goes back the same way. It's not possible.